0: All right, what is up, Hi Fi Summit? How are oh, yeah. you guys doing? It is day two, and we are here with Jonathan from
1: MoFi Distribution. How are you doing, John? Doing real well. Thank you for having me over here. Thanks for being on the show. We thank I'll, you. I want to thank uh, John real quick
2: because uh, he's the first one when I just started my channel. He's like, hey, man, we want to come out to uh, Expona and go check out some cool stuff. I was like, dude, this is the most awesome thing I've ever. Uh, heard. He called me up. I was super happy that day. And so thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting uh, me out. You guys for your, be a good time. Hmm? Yeah, I should be asking for your forgiveness, man. I got you deeper down the rabbit hole. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. We had, <laughs> I had a great time. MoFi Distributions in the house. We got Ben. We got Lenny in here. We got all kinds of people. We got. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, Yeah. Let's make it happen.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, you guys are doing an awesome job, too. Thank you for putting this show on. <laughs> I don't think people really understand how much work was put into this behind the background uh, here and you guys are killing it. So thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate again. it. It's a great thing for the industry to help push us forward. Obviously, with everything we're dealing with right now, just like everyone else, uh, you guys creating this platform for brands like us to have a voice uh, during these difficult times. Awesome. It's just great, man. So good job. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.
0: Those two did. wait. Those those guys <laughs> did most
1: of the work. <laughs> How do you do there we go? <laughs> I got right there, man. Yeah. No, I mean Joe Joe definitely has shown me uh, that time he came out to Expona, he's editing video that night, you know, at three AM, staying yeah. up. He's one of the hardest working guys uh in Hi Fi. So no doubt. Yeah, we definitely recognize He's that.
0: the James Brown of hi-fi. Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, man. There's only one James Brown. you know. <laughs> uh, I met him once. It was, it, that was pretty awesome. Um, in a Delta airport lounge. Uh, I was going to, I, w- w- I was 13. <laughs> so junior high ish and uh, going to, uh, going on a trip with uh, my friend and his family. We walked through uh, this current Delta crown lounge or whatever. His dad had access because he flies a lot. Um, actually, he used to work for Canary Cable, hmm, interesting. interesting cable yeah. manufacturer, yeah. Um, and um, all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, is that James Brown? And my buddy's like, no, that's not James <laughs> Brown. I'm like, no, dude, it's James Brown, I'm telling <laughs> you. And he had a like, big old entourage, right? Yeah, and then so we go over and we sit down, and I'm like, I'm gonna ask your mom, I'm like, hey, hey Abby, is that James Brown? And she's like, Barry, James <laughs> Brown is over there, and he's like. <laughs> Boom, he pulls out a CD, James Brown CD. And she's like, you guys go get his autograph. That's awesome. Did <laughs> so, they get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. He was, he was funny. He's like, oh, oh, he's, oh this is one of my old ones. You got to get one of those new ones.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, You're <anyway>. definitely <laughs> dating yourself, pulling the CD out, man. I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, was the well, last yeah. time did you travel with those CD cases? Dude, your that portable CD player that, like, in was, the 90s. Oh, my God. That was everything to me, that portable CD player back oh, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, man. So what are we talking about today? Well, in the spirit of something you said uh, during the opening, Joe, that uh, you feel like it's the best course is to give something before asking for something. I, that really resonated with me. And so we decided to do, instead of kind of pitching some of the wares of MoFi distribution, hmm. I want to just give 10 tips, things I've learned over my years in the industry of how to get the best sound out of your system uh, without spending much, if any, money doing this. So this is all, these are just 10 things centered around two channel audio that anybody can do to make sure they're they're getting the best sound. Uh, and most of these things you can do quickly. They're not going to take you hours. It's not going to take special equipment to do this. Uh, it's just really simple. And I think, you know, for me, one of the fun aspects of this hobby is experimenting with the gear. Certainly it's, it's all about the music uh, for most of us at least. Uh, But playing with the gear and finding out how to extract the maximum performance of the things you already own, uh, that is one thing I get really excited about. So in the spirit of that, uh, these are the 10 tips I put together uh, just this morning, actually, (laughs) for you guys.
3: Hey, they're asking for 11 and 12 and (laughs) (laughs) 30.2.
1: So... Ten, yeah,
3: 10 is going to be great.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to do this again and we'll just keep stacking on top there of this. So. Just add them to your list. Yeah, it's like that scene in uh, something about Mary, like six minute abs. Like, well, what about what about three minute abs? <laughs> right. Step into my office. Why? Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> so, you know, tip one. And I kind of uh, thought about this as more audiophile therapy. Ten tips to help cure audiophile nervosa. Uh, so listen to yourself is tip one. And I don't mean that in, uh, in a way to, to think about, oh, don't read reviews or don't listen to YouTubers or anything like that. But literally when you set up your speakers, uh, one of the most effective approaches I've learned over the years is by listening to your own voice or listening to the voice of another person. It helps if you can do this with two people and have that person who's speaking act as if they're the speaker. Uh, the loudspeaker. <laughs> so start them off where the speakers are roughly going to go in your room, and that person just should should be ta- speaking towards you and walk into the room. And there's going to be a point where you're naturally going to say stop. They sound the best in that spot. They they have the 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 deepest voice. Uh, if it's a guy, you want you know hear that depth of voice, that chestiness. Uh, you're going to hear the least amount of reflections. Uh, in the voice. It's just going to sound more natural. You know it intuitively. There's no golden ear training involved in this technique. You just know what the voice should sound like. And so have that person walk towards you from where the speaker is going to be roughly positioned. And that's going to be the first spot where you should set your loudspeaker. And within a few inches, that's going to be where your speaker is going to end up and sounding best in the room. And we've confirmed this by using real-time analyzers and other measuring techniques that You hardly ever do better than that. Uh, And compared to a lot of ways to set up speakers, and and while we're on the subject, I do recommend checking out my buddy uh, Will Klein's video on their speaker setup technique, which we have also used to be very effective. But this human voice technique works. I think Wilson Audio uh, uses this. It's definitely effective and will cut down on the amount of time it takes to set up your speakers. So that's tip number one. So real quick uh, on that on that particular
2: tip, um, listen to your own voice. I think that's great, and I, I have some nice mics, and a lot of times I'll test stuff out, headphones and things, based on how does my voice sound. Like, I know what my voice is supposed to sound like, right? And I can get some feedback. Um, when you're doing this technique, um, it's two people or... You hearing how your voice sounds it's when you're It's way easier
1: when it's two people. So like uh-huh. my my colleague, Ben Newhall, who you've met, when we do mm-hmm. trainings around the country, one of us will sit down roughly where the audience is going to sit and the other will be the speaker. Mm-hmm. It's much faster to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if, hey, sometimes you don't have a friend or a spouse or whoever around the house, there you'll you still hear it by, by yourself by walking into the room. Even from that position where the speakers are going to be, you can hear that, wow, okay, there's something different about my voice in this spot, the way it's reverberating in the room, the full range uh, aspect of, of your voice. And that's a great shortcut. It's a shortcut that actually works to uh, getting proper speaker set up. What an awesome tip. Thanks, man. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, So that's tip one and uh, tip two continues on speaker setup. And this is something that we've really learned uh, the hard way, especially at trade shows. I've been doing trade shows for 15 years now, not as long as a lot of guys in our industry, but I've seen a lot of different setups over the years and I've made as many mistakes as anybody else. When you try to set up for a trade show, you you typically have one day to get Mm -hmm. the best sound possible and you're dealing with horrible room acoustics. (laughs) And I think it's, it's really kind of representative of a lot of homes too. I mean, hotels are worse and more challenging, but you know, homes, most people don't have a home studio and they're trying to set up around furniture and in the way that they live. Uh, So the second tip for this is sometimes you have to put baby in the corner. Uh, And when I'm, when I'm saying baby, I'm saying your system, Uh, asymmetrical setup can help uh, really compensate for some room room nodes Uh, some dips in the bass response and some some valleys, you know, peaks and valleys in the bass response. If you just go into a hotel room or into your audio room and set everything up visually and do it symmetrically, nine times out of 10, you're not going to get the best sound. It might look the best when you do it that way, but you'll find that there's a thinness to the sound or maybe you don't have enough depth of field to the sound. Sometimes just putting your system in the corner of a room you're going to get the best sound. Now, this can't be done in every single room because obviously you have focal points, fireplaces, televisions, things like that. But if you have the chance to just kind of like turn your your system a few degrees even, or just shift it from left to right in the room, instead of having it just yourself dead center in the room Mm -hmm. and then the speakers on either side, try shifting your listening position and your speakers to one side of the room. And you'll find that that asymmetry might give you an even better sound than what you have right now. Cool. Yeah, I like that comment that just popped up spouses. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real. My my wife signed an audio prenup, so it's all good here at the Dura household. Uh, tip number three, this one is probably something more people are familiar with, but it, it's reflection. So really reflecting on your, the reflections of your room. There are some easy things to avoid and easy things to fix. So if you have uh, a television in between your speakers, and it's funny, I just saw a video last night where Steve Guttenberg was talking to a guy about putting a TV between Mm -hmm. your speakers. That is sonically one of the worst things you can do. Now, if you have a theater system, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're talking about a two-channel audio setup, putting a TV between them or putting uh, even your hi-fi itself, the equipment and the equipment rack between your speakers sonically is terrible it might look cool (laughs) but all the reflections off the face plates off the rack uh if you have uh, a turntable especially it's going to get loaded up with all the bass frequencies being so close to the speakers uh it's not good for soundstage for depth for imaging so trying to keep that equipment try to keep your speakers with nothing between them And on that note, try not to have anything between you and your speakers. So, you know, look, a coffee table in the living room. Again, it might be a necessity, but when we're talking about sound quality, if you you have a coffee table, it's one of the worst things you can do for the sound quality of your two-channel setup. So either, if you can't move these things, either cover them, You know, if you're like me, I can't really listen to the main hi-fi in my house until like nine o'clock at night. Once the kids are in bed, Mm -hmm. everything is settled down. I'll throw a blanket (laughs) over the the coffee table or over the television even. And you will notice that there's a quietness to the sound. There's more direct information a more spacious, uh, spacious sound. It's reflections are easy to deal with. Um if you just put a little bit of thought into it, you don't need to buy Sonex treatment or anything like that. Just use things around your house. Uh, plants are great. There's a reason we use plants at trade shows. It's not because we're going for a jungle theme. Mm-hmm. It's to help <laughs> use nice. them as diffusers uh, for reflections. So just household items you already have, or just by moving things around a bit, so you can generally like get an, better sound. What about like an, a soft ottoman? Somebody asked a question about that. Would that work? You know, bigger plush furniture uh, can be tricky. And, you know, there's been times where certain couches or chairs, if you move those around, you will hear a big difference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, without knowing specifically or being in the room, that's just there's too many variables uh, to come up with a rule of thumb there. Uh, Tip number four, continue with speaker setup. I was just watching that whole Bulls documentary on ESPN that last dance and, you know, Phil Jackson running the triangle. And it made me think about how important triangles are (laughs) in audio setup, especially for stereo. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're setting up your speakers, uh, your goal is to have a triangle. So if you're one point of that triangle, your speakers are those two other points. It's critical. And I've seen this so many times. I can't believe that, you know, we haven't gotten past this where the speakers are at different uh distances from the listener you are not going to get a stereophonic sound field when Mm. you do that so having that triangle where the speakers are the exact same distance to the listener is a critical critical step uh to get your system to do what stereo is intended to do uh but that's often overlooked somehow we see it (laughs) all the time i use the body (laughs) so that's great (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) Uh, so mm-hmm. m- triangles, and you're not necessarily going for an equilateral triangle, but if you're setting up your speakers for the first time, that's a great place to start. So a one-to-one ratio of the distance between the speakers and the distance of the speakers to the listener, keeping that e- yep, equilateral, exactly. That's a great place to start. Sometimes you'll find that the speakers should be set further apart from each other or closer together. Uh, but that's going to be the fine tuning that you can only do by listening based on the speaker design, based on your room and obviously based on your taste.
3: Good little question, kind of back to one of your points. Is there a way to lessen the bad effects of having a TV between your speakers? And I think you mentioned that you actually put like a, um, like a, uh, Ahead, I just put so. like
1: a th- yeah a blanket man <laughs> blanket yeah like just a little throw
3: rug not just, a throw rug but throw yeah a but just like
1: a nice blanket you know that you have on the couch up. anyway yeah just soften up that reflective surface it's just like with windows in your house having yeah. those like open cell drapes helps sure. you don't want to over dampen your room kind of getting mm-hmm. back to the reflections uh, you know one thing we used to do at trade shows especially is get that big thick black velvet pipe and drape and just kind of black get. out the room and. Right but the sound would get so dead
3: mm-hmm.
1: by mm-hmm. over dampening the room. Uh, so you can go too far. There can be too much of a good thing <laughs> when we're talking about reflections.
2: For that TV question, would it be, Would you say it's uh, preferred to absorb the sound
1: rather than to allow it to reflect, maybe? Yeah, I think in the case of that, especially when you have uh, the plane behind the speakers, in my experience, mm-hmm. it, an absorber works best there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, room acoustics, you ask a thousand experts, you get a thousand different opinions. That's probably one of the most frustrating things about the subject to normal folks of, well, how do I get what I want to do without spending a ton of money? And that's why I suggest start with household items like bookcases, plants, blankets, (laughs) things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Start with what you got and uh, you'll notice the pros and cons of each approach that you take. Very Cool. Uh, so we, we ran the triangle tip five. Now this one uh, is, might be a little, I, I can see some people will be skeptical <laughs> with what I'm about to say. Bring it, uh, man. Bring yeah. It. I don't want to get flamed on the I- audio science forums or anything like that. <laughs> hey, this
2: is the daily high yeah, five. We, we have a good time. Let's this do is a safe it. space. Yeah. Safe we're, space we're for audio files. <laughs> safe
1: space. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Safe, man. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the back of a lot of speakers, you'll notice that there's four binding posts, two top, two bottom for bi-wiring or bi-amping your loudspeakers. Now that's a whole nother debate, the benefits, pros and cons of by wiring But let's say you have a normal set of speaker cables with the plus and minus on them. You might not put any thought into which of those posts in the speaker you put it into, whether it's the top or the bottom. Okay. Uh, it makes a difference, <laughs> believe it's it or that, not. All right. it, have you guys heard this before?
3: No, I haven't. That's why I'm kind of intrigued because I have just typically I think I normally put it on the top where the the treble is, but yeah. um but there's no rhyme or reason to that. I figure there's a jumper there. It's going to send that, you know, signal down to those lower woofer fre- uh, frequencies. So what would you title that tip?
1: Uh, I don't know if I have a title for it. <laughs> you got to
3: give me something because I'm typing these as you do.
1: It. <laughs> no, you're quick with it.
2: I wasn't sure. If I thought John had them. You know? Are you t- know, that know. Know. maybe Not title it? Are you
1: a top or are you a bottom? I don't oh, know. Oh. <laughs> oh. What? Oh. Hey.
0: Hey. Let's oh, take it easy you, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh but yeah. choose one now you're right uh michael the top is usually the best nine out of ten times that's where you're gonna get the best sound uh but sometimes you'll notice that if you plug into the bottom uh connectors you get a more even frequency response the sound is just more more natural uh and then there's a third way there's actually a third choice uh on how you can connect your speaker cables is by putting the positive in the top and the negative in the bottom interesting okay. and on some I never speakers, about doing that Yeah, on some speakers, uh, that's the best sounding way. So
3: you like that? So you actually prefer putting one on the top? So both.
1: So positive on the top, or does that matter? It doesn't seem to matter, but generally, for whatever reason, we go positive on the top, negative on the bottom. And on certain designs, that's the best sounding way to do it. Now, I don't have a database of saying, oh, this brand speaker do this, this brand speaker do that. But this is another free way to experiment with things you already have and say, wow, you know... I, the top is the best, but I hear the difference going the other way, and I can see why that would be a benefit as well.
3: Okay, so I'm just curious. Like in the chat, what do you guys think about that? I mean, have you ever even heard of that? I've never even thought <laughs> about doing that. I've like, never. If, you, if you're not, not,
2: if you don't believe people, it, it costs you zero dollars. Exactly. I'm not I'm just selling at all. <laughs> you don't have to
0: try it <laughs> yeah. either way. And then, and then it's we go, public? we go back to like you know just experimenting with your yeah. setup and listening. Does it make a difference? Does it sound better with? You know, I had no idea. I always plug them into the bottom. Yeah, I always do top for
3: whatever. And there's no rhyme or re- Maybe they're easier because I don't have to bend down as far. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> they're all the way on the bottom. But interesting. So a lot of it. Let's see what everybody's saying over here. Oh, here's a good question. So what do you do with the jumpers, John? Would you
1: need a wire, not the plate type of jumpers? Man, that's a great question because that's the next thing I was going to say. Replace the jumpers.
3: All right. So that is
1: tip. That's a tip. That's part of the same tip because okay, we're talking okay. about the same thing, but replace right. the jumpers. Now you don't necessarily need to get like a pair of audiophile jumpers. Just, you know, cut off a little short run of speaker cable and replace those, those crappy brass jumpers. And that is a nice, easy upgrade. And my buddy, Josh here with the comment uh, from Macintosh matching jumpers for synergy with your cables is ideal. Uh, yeah, I, I generally agree with that. If you can do something that's similar to the ca- <laughs> speaker cable that you have, that's, that's great. But even just getting generic, you know, twelve gauge copper wire to replace these jumpers is going to be a nice upgrade that doesn't cost hardly anything.
3: Get rid of those crappy brass jumpers. That's what he's that's, saying. That's, those yeah.
2: are those are bad. Like with a, the what, I don't know. Those are not very
0: good. Typically. So I heard there they cause. Um, there's a difference in impedance, right? Mm-hmm. There's resistance in those jumpers. Is that correct? I heard that. I don't know if it's true. You I always know. thought you'd just replace them, you know, like if you lost the other ones or you buy some used
3: speakers <laughs> and they didn't have them because they lost <laughs> them. I'm like, dang it. Now I got to make my own, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But there is a sound quality benefit as well. Even something that's so <clears throat> short, you would think, oh, that's an extremely short signal path. Yeah. And, and I can't say it's resistance because these do have very low measure, measurable uh, resistance. Yeah. But again, this is one of those kind of almost free tips. Doesn't hurt change to these If you don't want to go to full buy wiring of your speakers – just change these, these jumpers and that'll be a nice little upgrade. Cool. So I think that was tip, tip five, Mm -hmm. um, tip six, this kind of gets back to speaker setup, um, making sure your speakers are level. That's another thing that I see kind of missed all the time. So we, we kind of got our triangle, we got our distances set up, but then if one speaker is kind of, you know, instead of being perfectly straight up and down, if it's shifted over, you're going to have these phase anomalies and cancellations between the left and right channels of the Mm loudspeakers. Your imaging is not going to be as precise. Your sound stage isn't going to have the same kind of depth and envelopment. Just by getting your speakers both perfectly level, or if you have to rake your speakers back, and some designs prefer to be raked back a few degrees, Mm -hmm. making sure it's the same on both speakers can make a pretty not subtle difference uh, on your speaker setup. And the other benefit of leveling your speakers is now you know they're perfectly stable as well, especially if you have spikes on your speakers, you want those things to be really steady where your speaker's not rocking back and forth. So this is an easy measurement. You just need a spirit level or even an app on your phone, Uh, leveling your speakers. Uh, can make a very nice improvement so just double check that before you're you're done setting up your speakers so what about
3: like some speakers i know like the Martin Logans um that i've got in for review they have they're angled on the top so would you right. just measure like the front
1: because i guess the front is level <laughs> yeah I, i've set up a lot of Martin Logans and those are trickier because even the uh subwoofer cabinet usually has a slope to yeah. it And so generally I have to put a level like on the bottom of the speaker or on one of the outrigger feet, you know, that Uh has a flat surface on it to check that it's perfectly level. Okay. Uh, So you can work your way around it if you have a cabinet that doesn't have any kind of parallel, you know, top walls or anything like that. Uh, But it is a little trickier on some speakers uh, to get them perfectly level. And as part of that tip, I've got this little tool here, this little Bosch. You can, and you guys have probably seen stuff like this at a hardware store. So this is a little laser pointer, but it also has these two spirit levels on here. This mm-hmm. is another kind of shortcut that I use to set up speakers, not only to get them level, but then to make sure the toe-in, mm-hmm. you know, the amount that the speakers are aimed towards the listener is exactly the same on both loudspeakers. So this is kind of a cool multi-purpose tool to have in your in your toolkit for setting up speakers.
3: I think Squeege just mentioned something about toe-in. He says, how about where it go? Here it is. How about uh, extreme toe in for horns? Horn speakers, waveguide speakers seems to work for the clips. Would you recommend that?
1: Yeah. know. I haven't played with every pair of clips out there. I do have a pair of uh, Heresy threes here at the house, and uh, on those I typically prefer no toe in, or maybe just a few degrees on the mm-hmm. clips horns. You know, those are meant to go in the corner. So I mean, that's right. that's, that's kind of it's designed to fire in and kind of cross at an axis right. in front of the listener. Um, towing is very subjective. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh, pro tip, tripods are, are your friend too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, towing is very subjective and I find that that's a, a kind of a personal voicing of a sound. Uh, mm-hmm. it also depends on, on your hearing, right? Like if you've lost a bunch of high frequencies, uh, you might prefer more toe in because that more direct path of the tweeter to your ear is going to give you more high frequency information than having them kind of firing straight into the room. Mm-hmm. But it depends on every speaker design. They're all a little different. Like uh Dolly, for example, they designed their speakers specifically to fire straight into a room. Okay. As opposed to be towed in, so you have to read the manual or or you know email the the manufacturer to kind of get what they recommend there. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: and I think with the uh, Polk L eight hundreds, they're also designed to be yeah, they're straight straight oh, into the okay. room. I use a laser. You go, you guys SBA. use lasers? I use it. to I don't sit. know. I don't know about lasers, but yeah, I'm, I I have the same thing that
1: John's got in the oh, bathroom oh, there. Oh, Something a little yeah, see, it wouldn't be a mo distribution show of without course. without Japanese some e Yeah, right. <laughs> there it I is. I saw that in the
0: background. <laughs> I'm like, I know that bottle. Yeah, my little <laughs> all pen one. Nothing fancy.
2: <laughs>
1: all go. right. Now I know what we're drinking at the after party. Yes, there <laughs> it is. After party. Uh <laughs> so that was tip six. Uh level and aim. I'm gonna put that on the same tip there. Aim okay. your speakers in the same direction. Uh tip seven. And again, this is going to be another one of those contentious subjects, but this is a, a proven science. A lot of uh, AES white papers have been written. This is all measurable, mm-hmm. uh, talking about unwanted vibrations in your hi-fi system. Uh, so the, one of my favorite things, and Joe, I think you may have seen this on our Instagram, mm-hmm. is blue the original reusable adhesive.
2: I got blue tack everywhere. Yeah, Yo, I this got stuff it. is
1: now this isn't just for hanging posters up in your dorm room. I mean, this stuff, if you put this between your loudspeakers and your stands and that this is where it's mo- most applicable, you will get a, a substantial improvement in the vibrational behavior of the cabinet. And I first heard about this in an article by John Atkinson in Stereophile Magazine mm-hmm. where they were comparing spikes to these things called tiptoes towards all these other expensive devices to kind of isolate your speakers. And the thing that measured and sounded the best was like a $4 pack of blue tack. So you just (laughs) laser shark, Dude, I was (laughs) just thinking laser sharks. (laughs) (laughs) When sharks freaking laser beams. That's
2: awesome. Like these tips are are awesome. You know, the other cool thing about the blue tack though, when you put them on stands and if you put some bookshelf speakers, they don't get knocked over. Because that's, right. it's like it's like solid, you know I mean? there.
1: there. Yep, it holds it kids. down to the to the speaker stand, but it's also decoupling. So it's it's kind of it's kind of hard for your brain to to figure that out. Wait, it's holding it, but it's decoupling it at the right. same time. Yeah, and it is measurable and audible. You just do three like dime sized balls of blue tack between the top of your speaker stand and the bottom of your speakers, and it's the best interface between stands and your loudspeakers. And it doesn't cost anything. And one pack of this stuff will will last you a lifetime.
3: All right, Jonathan. So here's the, that that here's, is not debatable. Here's the pro tip that we need from you though. How do you get them level when
1: you're using Blue Tack? Oh man, you just you just press you that just stuff down. Yeah, down. <laughs> you just squish it down. Yeah, no, you just squish and it, it makes down. Yeah, and it's there. Awesome. Oh yes,
2: Angela, you are right. Hi Fi Summit needs a blue tech sponsorship. Oh, Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this is
1: not a sponsored video by BlueTac. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Uh, no, That's do the thing that, that kind of got me going along the whole exploring vibrational behaviors of components and all these different tweaks. Uh, now, this is going to be something that costs a little bit of money that we don't sell at MoFi, but you can find it online retailers. Uh, the Vibrapods. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these things. Oh. So it's it's a little s- steel ball bearing inside of this polymer kind of cone here. You can put this. The first time I used this was back We're talking about CDs again. Back in the mid-90s, I put it under my Marantz CD63 SE Mark II CD player, which was like, it cost me like three months of uh, (laughs) of working at my dad's shop to get that CD player. Putting these under that CD player made a huge difference in the sound quality. Now, back in the day, these were like $5 each. These still only cost like $7.99 each. You just need like three of them. Yeah. So this is a cheap, almost free tweak. If you want to explore kind of that vibrational control aspect of the hobby, this is a great gateway to that. Vibrapods for eight bucks a pop, easy way to do it. Prices <laughs> just went up on Blue Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to short my stocks this morning in Blue Tech. Where where oh. can you get those, Jonathan? Uh, so I know Music Direct sells Vibrapods, 8 bucks a, a pop. Yeah, Amazon, I think you can find them. I think they sell them direct as well. So real easy to find, uh, just Vibrapod. Oh. Uh, Google that and you'll be able to find them.
3: Here's a question. Can BluTac work on 118 pounds? Sure. Should. Yeah. Yep. Just going to
1: be flatter. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They had no a bit more. Pro yep. Yeah, but not a problem. Uh, and kind of thinking more about if you decide to go further along about vibration control, uh, this is another product. Again, we don't sell these, but ISO Acoustics. Uh, these are called the Orias. These are pretty legit as well for putting under speakers and components. Don't I cost got, a ton of money. Now, I got this some Gaia a, threes. Yeah, Gaia's are awesome too. Yeah. This little guy right here is from a German company that we do represent called Finite Elemente, which is a stainless steel product with a ceramic ball bearing in there. A lot of science has gone into this. Uh, these are like these are not cheap, but 199 bucks for a three pack. So let me show this real quick. Um, boom, is that it Vibropod. Yeah. Vibra that's Vibropods, And they also have the cones. So that's the cones. Back. Yeah. I yeah. see the cones down here. All right. Very cool.
0: Yeah. So vibration it, control,
1: you can spend a lot of money on this. So really kind of starting with blue tack and Vibropods, <laughs> figuring out if this works for your system and how effective it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's tip number seven. Um, Racket balls, yeah, racket balls, man. That that's a great tip too. We used to do that back in the day. You'd cut some racket balls in half, put them under your turntables. Uh, that's a cheap way to get vibration control. Man, I forgot about that. Good tip. Uh, and then, kind of going along with vibrations, if you guys watched our uh, solid steel video on the brand page, we talk about another tip, which is speaker stands. Now, this is a stand that solid steel makes, and the metal poles in most stands are hollow. And here's what you get when you have a hollow metal tube.
3: Well, oh, that sounds good with audio, right?
1: Oh. I'm a professional, <laughs> That's what You guy. Want. <laughs> Give me more cowbell. i mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, here's one. Same same stand, but now it's been filled up with a uh, lead shot. Oh, snap. Oh, there you go. So well, you are led- half
2: Filipino. You could use rice. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would use. Lead
3: shot. Where do they get lead shot
1: from? Yeah. So what is? How did, so yeah, you, how can do you can get lead shot them. at a uh, sporting goods store, typically. So here's here's my half bag left of lead shot after filling up that stand. Gotcha. You also There's want sand. a funnel. Does sand work. Sand works great too. You just want to make sure it's dry. So go into your uh, like Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever that it's a dry play sand. You don't want any moisture being in contact with metal parts, obviously for rust. Uh, so let that sand dry out. But yeah, sand is cheaper and just as effective.
2: So rice might not be good. It might get some bugs. So don't do that. So you get
1: your rice yeah. from bro. Uh, no,
2: no, no. I'm just <laughs> thinking if you put them there for years, probably not a great idea. Oh, I don't know. okay. Um, years. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, those solid steel uh, stands are hot. You see on Instagram, uh, audio moves. He's always using those. Solid... Oh, those are hot. Anyway, it back to, back to you rice right. not recommended
0: <laughs> there it is
1: <laughs> just to put rice with bugs not recommended <laughs> yeah as an aside some because you said cat rice, litter in a pinch yeah i would not do cat litter probably uh, <laughs> you know with rice uh there's these guys in japan obviously they take cooking rice very seriously in japan That I've seen them buy three thousand dollar power cables to hook up to their rice cookers because they think it makes a difference. So you know when we talk about
0: Hi-Fi his now now build over into into cooking rice,
1: yes, rice cookers too, man. (laughs) Does it it lower the calorie count there when they do (laughs) that? I think it's all about the flavor. Okay, flavor, yeah, love it. Uh, So tip seven: get rid of unwanted vibrations. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, whether it's with blue tack or these fancy you know vibropods and things like that. Filling your stands, but these are all kind of cheap ways you can do that. And you will notice a difference, especially in bass impact when you fill your stands. Uh, the bass is tighter, the sound is bigger and more powerful. Uh, you know, music is a vibration. So anything you can control unwanted vibrations, uh, the better your system's going to sound.
3: I thought I'd change that to seven, but anyway, you guys get the, the idea.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <I'm> <laughs> <laughing>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so tip number eight, this is another free tip. Uh, don't get your wires tangled. I don't know. I mean, you guys look very meticulous and neat, so I'm sure you don't have tangled up wires behind your systems, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a
0: freaking mess back there. Oh, not me. Yeah.
1: Not only does the mess make it difficult to kind of change things out in your system and, and, you know, follow wire paths. It actually does affect the sound. And if mm-hmm. you really look at the, the main culprit is is one of these guys right here. So you've got your standard generic cable. power cable. Yeah, your generic power cable. Now, power cables that come with your components typically are not shielded. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, they don't have any kind of complexity to the, the geometry of the conductors in the wire. So this thing is effectively an antenna. Uh, it's not only taking in any RFI from, you know, aerial noise, common mode noise around your room. It's also generating an electromagnetic field. Now, if you have this wrapped around your fancy schmancy interconnects, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And multiply this times, you know, 20, 30 cables, you can possibly have a bit more grunge in your sound than what you could really realize just by unwinding and separating these cables and keeping them apart from each other. So typically I recommend try to get at least six inches if if the cables are running parallel to each other, Mm -hmm. keep them at least six inches apart. 12 inches is better if you can do that. And if you have to cross the cables, do that at a 90 degree angle, which will help prevent any noise from this physical direction. Never, never
0: cross okay. streams. Never yeah. cross, Don't cross streams. the streams. Um, mm-hmm. I remember in car audio installing yep. that stuff, we'd run power on the left side or power yep. on the opposite side of the signal yep. because um, it would cause issues. Yeah. Yeah, I just Social
1: that. distancing yeah. for cables. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so cable management, I mean, your system will look nicer, but it might actually sound better. <laughs> This Tristan guy is killing me. So <laughs> he's, he's, the bro. Bro. he's in there. Yeah. He's, the Real quick. he's like the Michael Scott of this live stream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so
1: don't get your wires tangled. That's a free thing. You spend a few minutes doing that and do it before and after. Listen to your system, then go behind the rack, untangle your wires, do a nice pathway. And you might notice, Hey, wow, it's, it is a little bit clearer sounding, but at the very least you'll feel better. Cables uh, <laughs> are all sorted out now. Uh, So that's tip eight. Tip nine, uh, clean your connectors. So for this, I actually went into one of my cable many cable drawers at my house, and I hope you can see this on camera. So this is a a banana plug that's just been sitting in a drawer for about a year. It's pretty kind of grungy and oxidized. You've been cleaning out your ears with that, or what's going on there? I probably (laughs) do need to do that, man. And now here's one that's been cleaned. So you can see kind of side by side big difference yeah yeah Yeah. big difference now i was using a product that we no longer make called sonic i don't know if you can see that
0: there sonic
1: connect uh but just go to like Sweetwater or maybe you're well you don't have radio shack anymore but you can find uh cans of deoxit which is Mm. another great cleaner for for connectors and just like with the wires getting tangled up if you clean all the connectors in your system so including the the ends of the power cables, the ends of the speaker cables, your RCA connectors, you can realize a bit of an imp- It's not going to be night and day, but a bit of an improvement in terms of the clarity of your system. And a, a can of Deox, it costs like 15 bucks. So right. uh, really easy, affordable tip. And if you do that, I mean, I don't think any of us probably do that as often as we should. But if you do that like once a year, uh, you're going to be good.
2: So deoxy... Hey, you know what? Deoxy is also good for, like, potentiometers. Like, if you have a noisy volume yeah. knob or something like that, it makes noise. Spray some of that, right? You turn your
3: knobs, and it kind of gets rid of that little... Mm.
1: Yep. Yeah. The... All right. You got a noisy fader. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. They so have deoxy... That. We got a bunch of, like, uh,
2: inexpensive products. Yeah. Blue
3: All right. Yeah. Cool. We're going to go back through these real quick, too, yeah. at the end. So. All right. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Then the last tip... Uh, and my buddy, Lenny, who I think is on here, he likes to say things always sound better after 3 a.m.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Chana would agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, my mom always said nothing good happens after 3 a.m. But, yeah. uh, oh, that's, that's, that's the best happens. time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm like, yes, yeah, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah. But, uh, you might notice that after a certain time of day, your system seems to sound better. And that's not just because you've had some Hibiki Japanese whiskey, you know, or that you're relaxed. It, it really has, well, yeah, it does, that helps <laughs> for sure. i like, I can agree. <laughs> yeah. But it's because of all the electrical interference happening uh, on the grid nearby. And I actually am going to demonstrate that for you guys here. So uh, on my desk, I've got a, uh, a brand name power strip. I'm not going to name the brand. but Brand good, X. Brand name, nice power strip, eight outlets. And the only thing plugged into it right now is my MacBook Pro's power supply. And what we're going to do is take this, it's called a mains noise analyzer. Mm -hmm. This will listen to the noise that's coming out of your AC outlets, whether it's on a power strip or straight out of the wall. Uh, So this is things like uh, common mode noise, which is that RF noise, electromagnetic interference, things like that. The only frequency that should be coming out of our wall Mm -hmm. in America is 60 hertz. Uh, mm-hmm. that's yep. the, the, the frequency of AC power. Okay. This listens to everything else. So I'm just going to plug this into the power strip. It's got a speaker on the back here, so you'll be able to hear it. And on top of that, it has a little meter that will read up to 999 or a thousand. Okay. And we'll see what we get here. Wow. Oh, well, right. God. I- 551. So the only thing I'm gonna do now is unplug my MacBook. Oh wow. God. Look at that. All right, now I'm gonna plug the Mac back in.
3: And it's not even consistent. <laughs> Go back and, right. and
1: now I'm gonna plug in a cell phone charger.
3: Oh yeah, those are crazy.
1: Interesting. So I know that's annoying for the people listening at home. (laughs) No, no, no,
3: no, This is pretty, pretty intriguing. That's
0: that's pretty, uh, pretty
1: interesting. So this is how power conditioners start to make sense. But before Mm -hmm. you even have to worry about buying a power conditioner, what I would recommend doing is my free tip. Just unplug all these little crappy cell phone chargers, you know, and little, we we call these switching power supplies. Mm -hmm. Unplug those in as many places, especially if they're on the same, uh, circuit, circuit, right? As your your system is, unplug all that stuff. Your router, you know, if you can, all that. And I'm telling you, you'll notice a difference. Uh, your gear <laughs> should be able to filter that out, but sure, you don't. If if you're willing to do that, you don't need to buy a power conditioner. If you're willing to unplug all this right, stuff yeah. throughout your house, uh, but this is the reason people do buy power conditioners is because they're trying to isolate their system from all sure. this crap right. that's in your home. Uh, so start there just by unplugging and see if you pick up the difference. And
0: that's a, that's a great tip, man.
1: Yeah. So that's tip, tip 10. Yeah. Tip 10 things either. always sound better at 3am. And this is how you get that 3am sound <laughs> exactly <laughs> all during day the long. rest of the day, all day. Right. Yeah, that's right.
3: pretty interesting. I know back, um, we would run like sound at church. And one day I was running sound for like youth ministry and I heard this God awful noise coming out of our sound system. I'm like, what in the world? And I couldn't figure it out. Somebody had their, they brought their cell phone up into the sound booth, plugged in their cell phone, was charging it, and it literally was feeding into the system. I'm like, dang. So I experienced that firsthand. So you're saying that can, the same result can actually happen in our home, in our own two channel or our home theater setup. Pretty Yeah. And
1: and what you're talking about, Michael, is common mode noise. And and uh, most phones do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we were developing a product at Peachtree Peachtree Audio, that was like an Apple Dock product one of the first that had a digital output we would and at first we'd have to put phones in airplane mode (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) otherwise you're picking up all that noise on these products um that's less of an issue as phones have gotten a little bit more sophisticated and uh those you know samsung and apple those guys have learned from that uh but yeah you're right i mean everything is generating noise of some kind there's no free lunch if you can kind of remove that variable from your system as much as possible i think you're going to notice an improvement in your system
0: yeah Well, you know, I live in a, you know, this place was built in the early 70s, and I'm downstairs, and my um, system is upstairs, and I found out it's on the same circuit, because I was teaching music in here, and I needed, it was cold, it was like, you know, 20 degrees outside in winter, snowing, all that kind of stuff. I turned on the heater, and then click, everything goes off, and my wife's like, what? (laughs) Upstairs, I'm like, what's going on? I go, she's like, everything just turned off, so... The upstairs and this room down here is connected. Why? I have no idea, but uh definitely definitely something to uh check out. I i think that's probably one of the best tips you've given us today, man.
1: Well, I saved the best for last. I appreciate that. That's uh that's my 10 tips on free or you know, very cheap ways to get the best out of your your hi-fi system. Awesome,
0: awesome. you got cool. any questions, questions in here? I know people were commenting. There's a lot of fun going on in here for sure. We're sure. Let's see.
3: Are you looking at those, I'll just go back through them real quick. So we got to yeah, listen yeah. to yourself. Number one, tip number two, sometimes you have to put the baby in the corner. So elaborate on that one again, just real quick. Remind me.
1: Uh, so putting your system, not setting it up symmetrically in your room, putting, putting it to the side, one side of the room or even corner orienting the system. Gotcha. Uh, sometimes that's a way to get the best, most even sound.
3: Cool. Take care of your reflections, like your TV, your coffee table, anything between you and your setup and your speakers. Yep. Remember the triangles. Keep your speakers equal, like distance from you. Uh, replace those crappy jumpers, man, those brass jumpers, get some speaker cable.
1: Yep. Yep. And along that line, try the different binding posts on your speakers, yep. top or bottom, or That's positive right. to one, negative to the other, and see.
3: In the chat, who who's willing to try that? You're going to check out you know, the <laughs> top, or the bottom, or the one of each all right cool uh make sure that your speakers are level yeah. unwanted vibrations you know you can use <laughs> that yeah, i don't know if you use it
1: everywhere but yeah, yeah. blue text good yeah. yeah
3: make sure you fill those stands make them nice and tight and solid keep power cables away from the other speaker cables and interconnects clean your connectors and then those crazy cell phone chargers all
0: right Chana. Yeah. what you I found one from Tony's vinyl obsession. So, on tip ten, would it be worth doing if possible to have a dedicated line for your system from the fuse box? Again, only if it's possible.
1: Yeah, and and I would put that in under like a more advanced tip segment if we did another one. That a dedicated line is always going to be a better solution if you can run a especially a twenty amp dedicated line from your circuit breaker up to where your system's going to be, uh, and keeping it away. Now that doesn't solve everything. I mean, noise can still travel between circuits on your breaker system, Uh, but that's going to give you the best current delivery and more isolation away from all these kind of noisy power supplies in the rest of your house. So yeah, if possible, always recommend doing a dedicated line for your system.
3: Definitely not as cheap as the tips you've offered to our audience, man. So
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to cost you a few hundred bucks normally, depending on the kind of building you're in. Um, Maybe it's something you can do yourself, but I, I would certainly get a licensed electrician doing that job.
0: Oh, for sure. Any kind of dedicated line. And that's actually how I cured that situation. I had a dedicated line running here, literally just to plug in a heater, like so messed up, but you know, it's what you got to do,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and, you know, along those lines, one mistake we find people making when they run dedicated lines is running one for their amplifiers and one for the rest of their components in their system. That can actually create a ground loop in your system fairly easily so we recommend just one line, have all of your, your system plugged into that one circuit. You, that should be enough current for everything but like the most mega high current amplifiers out there. And that's gonna be the best solution. So you don't necessarily need to run multiple dedicated lines. That's not always a good thing. Yeah, cool. And so here's a
2: question uh, from the lobby discussion on the HiFi Summit website, uh, where is it? You recommend sleeve cables for a rack?
1: Uh, I'm not sure what sleeve cables are. Yeah, Is that like,
3: um, like something that goes around the cable itself just to kind yeah, of, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what that, that question means between the two. Like, yeah. you were talking about how not all cables are grounded or are not grounded, but shielded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So maybe that adds some shielding to that possibly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Familiar. Yeah. I'm not familiar with them. I think it makes it
2: like, um, stronger so it doesn't get cut easily. That's what those are. So, braided cables like braided yeah you know
1: so putting like a sleeve or braided sleeve just around your cables doesn't necessarily shield it you know it's got to be attached to something to really be shielded so (laughs) i wouldn't necessarily say that's going to be effective but hey if you want to build like a faraday cage around your hi-fi room like that might be a cool (laughs) a cool experiment for somebody to do my
0: my hi-fi room in my house is a separate house Right. that sounds to get another <laughs> place for you to listen to music I wonder if he means like <"S-> I don't
3: know. This is this is, is uh that? what is that a sleeve oh, that, that I use to make cable yeah, like, not look so yeah. I don't know if it would do anything acoustic. I don't think that does like
2: that. anything. It no, keeps that's it from like cool. if you roll over your, your wire, it's probably yeah. a little better for it. it makes oh, it look- like with the vacuum, yeah. It doesn't yeah. get picked up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dig a hole in the backyard.
2: Yeah, there you go. Any questions from the the chat, that was
3: awesome, man. Yeah, man.
1: I yeah. mean, got some great um, yeah. great you're
3: feedback natural. here. I want to yeah,
1: Tom's a uh, dedicated ground rod. Yeah, I mean, if you can do that too, having uh, a good ground for your system, man, that makes that makes a noticeable difference as well. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely not a free or easy <laughs> tip. <laughs> but if you can do it, that's great. I no, we... I have, actually, hold on. We bring something oh, up here on the screen that.
2: That
3: you're pulling. Yeah, bring it in.
1: Um, Back I know here, you buddy. don't want. You
2: didn't necessarily come in here just to uh, promote, but you have some new stuff over there at MoFi. Yeah, Can we talk about that. that real quick. Yeah, I'm, just because I'm interested.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've been pretty busy these last few months. Uh, you know, we created two new websites uh, for for one for Wharfdale. Uh, so WharfdaleUSA.com is a new site uh, that just launched about a month ago that puts consumers in touch with dealers. And the way it does that, it it looks like any other e-commerce site. You can just order it, add to cart, any pair of Wharfdales, but your order is going to be fulfilled by your, your nearest brick and mortar Worfdale authorized dealer. And this was an important thing that we did during the shutdown, trying to get as much business to these brick and mortar dealers who couldn't have customers coming to their stores as possible. We basically have given them an e-commerce platform with Worfdale to mm-hmm. take advantage of and uh, get in touch with customers. So that's, that's been a big thing. And, and Worfdale has been on fire uh maybe i shouldn't mention fires joe i don't know if it's yeah scary. that's a- <laughs> no, i'm yeah, okay exactly, <laughs> dude. i'm good considering this i think you need to win those dent 85s man didn't yours I get know. uh yeah. get torched <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, i was hoping out of all of them like if those survive that would be great but they were right they're right in the middle of everything i yeah. guess yeah um but yeah yeah So yeah, more- you guys got this this
1: setup these here dent 85th and then this new leak what's up man Yep. So so with Leek, which is a uh, sister company to Quad and Wharfdale, it's part of the International Audio Group. Leak's a name that you know been in the industry for for ages and is finally coming back with this new integrated amplifier called the Stereo 130. So the Hi-Fi Summit is actually kind of like the US launch of Leek. Uh, I was hoping to have one here in my home office, but with, uh, with COVID, things just kind of didn't make it in time uh, to get to the house. But this thing, man, when uh, my colleague Norbert and I saw this, you met Jamie uh, at yeah, last awesome. year. Yeah. Jamie did a little pitch deck for us on this, and we're just like, yeah, I don't care what it costs, I want that thing. Looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so leak is coming back. The Stereo One Hundred and Thirty is a uh, two channel integrated amp with a built in uh, ESS Saber DAC. It's got Ooh. a, a oh Chana. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. got a very nice DAC in it. It's got a great moving magnet phono stage, which you know, most of the time when you have a phono stage and integrated amps or receivers, it's kind of like just a throw in, you know, designers Mm -hmm. don't spend a lot of time. This thing is a legit phono stage. It sounds Mm -hmm. awesome. It's the real deal, huh? Real deal. Moving magnet phono stage. But you know, beyond that, I just love the way the thing looks, man. The, the, (laughs) the knobs, the walnut wood cabinet, it just kind of speaks to me in this mid-century style. Um, and it's affordable too. I think this is going to come in at, 11 or 1200 bucks for the integrated with the wood case. Nice. Um, yeah. And hopefully somebody wins. We're, we're expecting them to, uh, to come in August. We, we have a giveaway here at the summit where you could be one of the first people uh, in the country to get one of these. Oh, y'all hear that? I
2: need a post for that too. Let me see if All I, I can bring that up. Um, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram. Let me see if I can share that application mm-hmm. window. This one here. I made, I made this after a quick discussion. We talked real quick on the phone, right? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) A little stereo 130 and a pair of Warfield 85th Anniversaries will instantly turn anyone into a Don Draper. There you go, man. That's all you need right there. Yeah, my wife
1: said that's not necessarily a good thing. (laughs) Uh, No, No, not really. No, Uh, but it looks great. How how would that be with uh, some of those Lintons? Yeah, (laughs) it'll drive Lintons really well. We're actually planning on uh, putting them with some uh, LS35As as an available package too on the LeakAudio.com site. Uh, it's a very nice amp, you know, 45 watts a channel into 8 ohms. It doesn't sound like a lot on paper, but man, the thing, it can drive your speakers, no problem.
3: Do you have any pictures of the back?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if right. you go to LeakAudio.com, you should have front, back, angled, lifestyle, all kinds of photos. You can see all that connectivity. Cool. Uh, go check them out. I think we've
3: got a link. If you go to, uh, even on the HiFi Summit, on the exhibitors page, we should have a link to their website. So Mm -hmm. check them out.
2: Let's see what else. Any other questions from the chat? we got a few minutes, and uh, we don't have to rush out so quickly because we have a gap from from now to the next uh, presenter. We have about an hour gap, so we're good. I'm just trying to see. Oh, you guys didn't. Okay, you guys don't have it on the uh, on the product page, but yeah, for sure. Anything yeah. else you want to talk about from MoFi? You guys have a uh, a bunch of companies, some awesome yeah, oh stuff. Oh my god, we've got so about. many
1: brands, Joe. You gave us, it's... So much. You, gave us
2: <laughs> you gave us so much content right now. Now it's now.
1: <laughs> <we gotta laughs> give. Well, what What I'd I'd love for people to do is, uh, to, you know, go to mofidistribution.com where you can see all of our different brands, what we have available earlier this year, we also picked up another speaker brand called Piega, which is Mm. a Swiss speaker brand that I'm very excited about. I just put a pair of Piegas uh, here in my living room. They are one of the few brands that makes their own ribbon drivers in house in Switzerland. And personally, I've always been a huge fan of ribbon style loudspeakers and these things just sound gorgeous. And, uh, they have this kind of Swiss quality and craftsmanship to them. They, they make aluminum cabinets uh, as opposed to your typical wood cabinet loudspeaker. They use all extruded aluminum that they literally order you know, cabinets by the mile. <laughs> when you're buying aluminum, you got to order it by the mile or by the kilometer. Uh, it's a very cool brand that you know. with the normal trade show schedule, you would have seen it at Expona, you would have seen it at RMAF since all that's off the table this year. We have to figure out how we're going to kind of get the word out in the U.S. about Piega. Uh, but we're having a lot of fun with that right now. And we haven't announced it yet, but I'll, I'll give you guys kind of like the little inside tip. We're, uh, we're picking up a great brand of phono stages from a company called West Audio out of England. A designer uh, there just makes some really cool moving magnet, moving coil phono stages that start at $2,000. Not cheap, but these are made in England. Very kind of studio-grade performance. Uh, and that should be coming soon to MoFi distribution in the next uh, month or so. Yeah, we Cool. Got so here's, here's uh, a, oh, a, oh a, sorry. A yeah, I was a, just going to
2: bring up this PIEGA. Yeah, definitely. Um, has, highlight uh, stuff, you can look man. at the exhibitors area on the HiFi Summit and they have this uh, some more info and a, a video that you guys should check out.
3: Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, what, think, else, what were you showing, uh, Michael? Oh, that, that was just the, where are we at? There we go. It was just their brands. So, yep, so PIEGA is on there. And you guys got a lot of Look stuff. At those,
2: some nice stuff. This is a like business of passion.
1: Our... <laughs> <laughs> we keep adding to it. Yeah. I love
2: that you have a wide range, right? So, some pretty expensive stuff, mm-hmm. and some more affordable stuff. So, just something
1: for everybody. We yep. have tubes. Great. We've got solid state. We've got beepers and DVD players.
3: Yeah, beepers. I had a neon, had a neon green beeper.
0: That be the tagline: MoFi distribution. We got beepers. We
2: got to start stocking be uh, distribution for Bluetech now. There you go. Be set.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what their uh, distribution plan is like in America. Maybe we need to slap a new label on it, charge more money. I don't know.
2: Yeah, audio file. Audio file, Bluetech.
1: What's one of your favorite products? Boom.
3: There's the name. Are you asking what's one of my favorite products? Yeah. My favorite what do you, is there a particular product that you just really, really like? It's al- you-
1: my favorite products. Always the next one. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm addicted to hi-fi for sure. I'm always checking new stuff out. Uh, you know, one of the products that's probably most important to me on a personal level um, is, is uh MoFi electronics, the turntables that we make. You know, and okay. we actually opened our own factory in Ann Arbor, Michigan to start building turntables. This was just like four years ago. I mean, who's opening up turntable factories in America yeah. now? But we brought a dedicated team just to build these tables from the ground up. And uh, that's that was kind of the, the starting point for this whole company was MoFi Electronics in this particular project. And I feel like we're bringing, you know, great quality analog sound. It's mm-hmm. not, again, not the cheapest turntable you can buy, but in the grand scheme of things, it's affordable. And I think something people are really proud to own once they get it. So that's the thing that's most special uh, to me.
0: Those look slick. They look nice. Yeah.
1: And then of course the records, man. I mean, I can never get enough records. I think somebody commented, they could use that Donald Fagan Nightfly record back there. (laughs) You know, I've got, uh, I don't know if I need to censor this, but here I'll censor this for the Santana Abraxas. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, this thing, when we came out with it, retailed for 99 bucks for, you know, an album, which seemed like a lot of money, but these are going for like $1,200 now on eBay. Uh, the records are a ton of fun, man. I'd love that part of our business. Very cool, man. Well, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Tony's vinyl obsession. Definitely check him out on Instagram. Tony's always posting, uh, what he's spinning at the home. I think he's got an ultra deck. Our buddy Nuri, who started a MoFi Electronics Lovers group on Facebook. Appreciate you being here.
2: Very nice. cool. We've got a lot of people in here right now watching live, and you can watch afterwards too. So right. very good. Awesome.
1: Well, thanks again, you guys. Appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to you guys and everybody else here at the Summit. It's been great. a
3: blast, man. Good, great tips. A lot of them free, so definitely take advantage of those. And
2: stick around, uh, John, after, afterwards. Okay. Just for a second.
3: All right. Yeah, everybody
2: yeah, it we ended people all jump out and we're like oh what no yeah, we
3: forget to hang out you know
2: you know so here, here's what we should do chana because uh we have an hour break i'm planning on going into the uh live yeah. group chat on the hi-fi summit so what we're doing here we can do with the rest of the people yeah over there so That's don't be shy cool. just throw on your webcam this is normal now this is the yeah, new yeah. norm it's it's be easy. Right? put on some shorts or whatever yeah. put on some Pants, shorts.
3: shorts. you don't even have to wear pants
2: yeah, I, I mean, mean um, and we'll,
0: we'll go see you over there this don't is day two of crazy. the summit <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, exactly so basically um, <laughs> here i'll share the screen so basically hey. if you go to the top and click on lobby yep. you'll yep. get to the lobby area and this little thing here that says join group video chat it'll <laughs> open up a new window where password. You know, good to go yeah yep. You can see exactly. we'll all talk
2: amongst each other there yeah. and have some good yeah. times just
0: like this. Look, this this is uh, and uh, Patogo's
2: goes uh, look at Set that. Yep. Nice. yep. So
0: yeah, Sweet we'll be setup. in that in that chat so people are starting to join in. So yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So you guys, sure if you want to head over, over there on and you know, you I'm going to head to the bathroom and there. I'll join you. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. John, thanks, everybody. It, man. John, all, righty. And all right. You're welcome. I'll go
2: ahead and uh, guys, wrap this one up
0: hi-fi summit day two continues on at 3 p.m pacific standard time 6 p.m eastern time and i believe it's Vanatu coming up next so a big shout out to uh john and the guys at mofi distribution thank you so much for this talk it's been great bro great seeing you guys all right see ya